Mark Twain said the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. The why is hidden in your name. Sharon Lynn Wyeth has created a scientific way of deciphering your name to reveal your contract for this lifetime. And your name even specifies the seven areas that are subsets of your soul's overall goal. Your name identifies who you are to both yourself and others. What does your name say about you? Find out in the book Know the Name, Know the Person, which can be purchased on the website knowthename.com. Welcome to Luminescence Common Sense Spirituality, a show designed to share spiritual insights with you so that you can comprehend the universe and how it functions. You are about to experience raised consciousness. This is a place where spiritual principles are shared with the goal of assisting you to expand your understanding of both the seen and unseen worlds. Luminescence Common Sense Spirituality helps you to discern the timeless truths handed down from wise sages through the ages, from the airy-fairy nonsense that is being taught today. Now, here is your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth. Welcome to Luminescence, Common Sense Spirituality, the radio show that disseminates esoteric knowledge and common sense spirituality. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, creator of Namology Science, the ability to know all about a person's name um, and their personality and their soul's purpose simply from their name. Now, we always end our show with the music Shine by Dee L'Amour, and you can hear more of her music by visiting dlamour.com. It's D-L-E-M-O-R.com, and Shine's also available on all streaming platforms. Now, our topic today is, Are Spirits Real? Why would a spirit want to talk to a person who is alive on Earth? Why do some haunt people or places? What can you do if you feel haunted by a spirit? Are there different types of spirits? Can a person develop good communication skills with spirits? Why is alcohol referred to as spirits? And our special guest today is Sandy Anastasi. Now, Sandy has been a professional psychic and astrologer since 1979. She holds a Bachelor of Science degree from Adelphi University and has a teaching certifications in several fields. In addition to teaching, Sandy has worked as a safety engineer and owned her own small bookstore for many years before retiring to become a full-time psychic counselor, writer, and teacher. Sandy's writings include books on astrology, the Kabbalah, and the Tarot, as well as psychic development. Now, she's internationally renowned, and Sandy Anastasi has established herself as one of the preeminent teachers of our time. With more than 30 years of experience, Sandy is a leading expert in psychic development, astrology, and tarot, and through her classes, workshops, lectures, and appearances, she's able to share her knowledge to help people enhance their lives. Now, she was a significant contributor to psychic medium John Edwards' website, InfiniteQuest.com, which launched in 2009 and provided valuable insight along with some of the nation's top metaphysical teachers for years. Now, Sandy has also appeared on many radio and television shows over the years, most notably Crossing Over and Cross Country, both television shows hosted by her good friend and former student, John Edwards. Now, with more than 30 years of teaching experience, she's been successfully training students, teachers, and professional psychics worldwide how to open, develop, and master their psychic abilities. Created from her live workshop material, the Anastasi System of Psychic Development is ideally suited for the aspiring psychic channel or psychic medium. Sandy, welcome back. 
to Luminescence. Glad you could join us again. And it feels so good to be here, Sharon. Thanks so much for inviting me on. Oh, always my pleasure. Well, as you know, our topic today is Are Spirits Real? That's how I want to start. Are they real or a figment of our imagination? Oh, they are real. There's there's absolutely no doubt in my mind about that. <laughs> they are real. And, uh, and Sharon, as the veil thins, which it is as our world continues to evolve, more and more people are getting connections to spirits that are just undeniable. Uh, some people are seeing them. Some are just feeling their presence. Some of them are getting things like the scent that the person wore or a feeling of having their skin touched in a certain way. Um, I know when, when my own mom passed, um, one of the key points in her life is when she had broken her femur. It was a, was a rough thing for her to get through. She did not die from that, but she did break it, and it, it was a hard recovery. So after she passed, the first time she communicated with me, did she come and say, hey, Sandy, I love you? No. All of a sudden, my femur started to hurt like heck. <laughs> Okay. Oh, how <laughs> the, the people on the other side are uh, they're constantly communicating with us and they always have been this is not new but it's it's much easier for the average person in today's world to recognize that communication now because the veil is getting thinner and thinner and thinner and i just exci- i'm excited about that i think it's wonderful do you think there's a time upcoming, possibly in our lifetimes, where there is no veil and we can talk with those on the other side just as clearly as we can talk with these on this side? Oh, I, you know, anything is possible, Sharon. I'm not sure I want to see that time um, <laughs> because I kind of, I kind of like living in our physicality. You know, I like the things that we can see, feel, touch, and on the other side, they're in their own world, which. You know, I guess they can see, feel, touch the things that are in their world, but the, those two worlds are different places. Um, I think it, it's really, really nice to be able to communicate across that veil, kind of like a phone call, like what we're discussing right now, where you know the person's there and you can connect. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. My mom always said that when somebody dies, it's like they walked into another room in the house. They can still hear all the noise you're making. They just don't see you. Yeah, and that that's true. And and by the way, for people like me, it's exactly like that in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why would a spirit want to talk to a person who's alive on Earth? What would be their purpose? Oh, there are, there are count, countless reasons why. Okay, um, when when someone goes to uh, visit with a psychic medium or someone who does spirit communication, that means the same thing, really. Um, They're usually going, I'm talking about the living person, they're usually going because they want closure with the person who passed, and also because they want some kind of proof that there truly is an afterlife, that we don't die, that energy of the soul goes on. And so the purpose of a psychic medium is to give the living closure, and to give that proof of an afterlife um, through the discourse that they can bring through. Um, Now, from the person in spirit's point of view, why would they come in? And there are so many, many reasons. That person in spirit might come to visit with the 
real the physical person who is here because they love them. They just want to feel them and be near them again. They might come because they have something to say that they need closure with. You know, just because someone died doesn't mean everything is finished here on Earth. They may have something that they want to say to that living person that is for them closure so that they can really move on and have their life on the other side. Okay? Um, They might actually just be attracted to the energy and the fun of life. It's uh, one of the things I I actually thought was really kind of cool. After my uh, sister died, she... Uh, and I hadn't heard from her for a while, from the other side I'm talking about. And there I am lying in bed one morning. It was close to Halloween. And uh, I, I can look straight out on my lanai from my bed. So I'm laying on my side and I'm looking out at the lanai, which has a you know pool area and so forth. And that's what I always see. And as I'm in that twilight between waking and sleeping, all of a sudden my entire lanai is covered with pumpkins. <laughs> and I'm like, pumpkins? What on earth am I getting pumpkins for? And then I heard my sister laugh, and it was this delightful little elfin, happy, excited laugh about Halloween. And I knew she was there, and I knew the pumpkins were from her. So, of course, I asked my nephew, what on earth was she sending me pumpkins for? And he said, oh, my God. He said, our whole house, when I was a kid, was covered with pumpkins every Halloween and we used to go to the pumpkin farm and we'd pick our pumpkins and we stopped at a place where, on the road where they built a pumpkin mountain every year. Uh, it was a big thing with her. I didn't know that about my sister. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, for me, that was a revelation. But she didn't come in, uh, you know, because she was feeling bad or because she needed closure. She came in because she was so excited about pumpkin day coming and she shared it with me. How delightful was that? And it was oh. a little way of saying... I'm still here, Sandy, and I love you, okay? And we, we get those things all the time. Uh, Sharon, most people who aren't trained in the art of spirit communication get those communications just like I did, but they're, they're not looking for them. They don't recognize them. So what, part of the training of learning how to do spirit communication is to become observant to what thoughts are passing through your mind or what visions are coming before your eyes that aren't coming from your own mind, that are coming from elsewhere. you see? I have always thought that we do not interrupt ourselves in our own thinking. So if we're thinking down one path and all of a sudden we jump over to another path, that's letting us know it didn't come from us. That's a really astute observation. I, I agree with you very, very much so. You know, so why do some spirits haunt people or places? Again, a myriad of reasons. Um, When I moved into my very first apartment, living by myself, the apartment was haunted. And I didn't at first realize that. I mean, who moves into a haunted apartment, right? It was a garden apartment. And I moved into it because it felt so warm and cheery and happy, and I decorated it for myself, and it was just this really nice place to be. And every single time I'd come home from work, I'd be smelling apple pies. So I knew somebody in the apartment building baked apple pies. And then one day, I was teaching a psychic development class. I was teaching all the way back then in my apartment. And I was sitting in a specific part of the apartment that I didn't normally sit in when I was teaching, and 
all of a sudden I became aware that somebody who was not visible was sitting next to me. And I thought, oh, this is truly weird. <laughs> I, could feel, I could feel his body sitting in the chair next to me, like thigh to thigh, only there was no body there. And uh, so afterwards, I, I talked to my guide, and I connected with that person. And I found out that this was a woman who had lived in that apartment, but not when it was an apartment. She lived there before the complex was built. And she showed me a farmhouse. She showed me the beautiful farmland, the beautiful apple trees. She showed me the apple pie sitting on the windowsill, cooling in the breeze with the white curtains fluttering. It was, oh, my God, I got all these visions. She was was so excited to talk to somebody. Apparently, she had been living there without anybody to talk to for a very, very long time. And when they tore the farmhouse down and put the complex up, she just wandered around from uh, apartment to apartment and eventually found me that she could talk to. Um, what was interesting is I went to the town records, and I did find records of the farmhouse and how it looked, and everything she told me was accurate. So um, there was my proof, and that was early on for me. That was when I was not so sure myself if all this was real, and so I was truly looking for that proof from outside, and I got it over and over again. I, to this day, I still get those proofs. My guides are good with giving me proof. You know, I think we all need that because I think when we first start getting anything of a spiritual nature, we start thinking we're going nuts. You know, oh, or is this real? You know, <laughs> I think we all do that. So um, if you would like to call in and ask Sandy a question, you can do that at 888-627-6008, 888-627-6008. And Vita, hold on. I want to ask Sandy one more question before we take your call. So what can you do, Sandy, if you feel haunted by a spirit? How do you get rid of them if you're not comfortable with them? Well, first of all, everyone has an automatic degree of protection from their guides. Even people who don't know they have guides have guides. Even people who don't know they have a higher self have a higher self. Most people can access their higher self and their guides through prayer. So even if you're not a psychic, even if you haven't learned meditation, you can still say a good prayer of protection, and you can ask your higher self, or if you don't believe in your higher self or guides, you can ask for uh, your, uh, you know, God or whatever deity you believe in to say, hey, I need protection. I would like this person who's bothering me from the other side to go away. I don't want to hear them anymore. And I need your protection to help do that. And usually what's interesting is that two things will happen there. One, when you're, when you're talking to God or whatever your, uh, you know, your focus is, your person who's trying to communicate with you is going to hear that. And they're going to know, oh, she doesn't want me. And they'll usually go away by themselves. If they don't go away, you will still stop hearing from them or stop being bothered from them because you've asked a higher power to step in and give you the keys to be able to separate yourself from them. In cases where someone comes to me and says, oh, I can't get rid of this possessing spirit or this thing that's going on, um, and forget I said possessing, just the spirit that's bothering me, um, what I usually tell that person is that there's something in them that's actually welcoming that spirit. 
So it may be your own fear. Maybe your fear is opening that door. Or maybe you're, uh, you know, you secretly want to have this, you know, it gives you some attention. But if it doesn't go away when you've asked for that help from a higher power, it's, it's, you're inviting it in some way. So look at yourself and see how am I inviting it, okay? Um, in the rare case where a spirit is attempting to attack or invade or possess, and that does, it's very, very rare, Sharon, but I, I read for thousands of people during the course of the year, and I do encounter the occasional poor person who uh, usually somebody else who is playing with black marks that they shouldn't be playing on has fixed a spirit on that person. <laughs> okay, it does happen. And if it's that kind of a situation, the way the person, there are two ways that person can get rid of that. One is by going to the uh, church or the religion that they belong to and saying, I, I need to have a, um, uh, you know, a spirit. Uh, yeah, I need to have this spirit removed. And that all priests of all religions are trained in how to do this. Okay. And so even though it sounds weird, you can ask him to do it. And the other thing that you can do is to learn to alter your vibration, i.e. when you raise your vibration, which you can do through meditation and protection. So you meditate and you use a white light, you use this a protection on my website, um, in my free download section uh, that tells you how to use what they call the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram, which is a very powerful protection. And that will get rid of it. You won't be, when your vibration shifts, whatever's trying to get in isn't going to be able to get in. Okay, um, if you should run across that very rare person who has been uh, taken over by a spirit, kind of like Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost, and this is very, very rare. It's not something people ever really have to worry about. But if in your life it should happen, um, you can't fix that. You need to send that person to a priest, preferably like a born-again religious priest, <laughs> Okay, and that person that that person needs an exorcism, and that needs to be done by somebody who's trained in that art, who's not a psychic. A psychic can't do an exorcism. Any psychic who tries that is going to end up zapping themselves. I was going to say that's dangerous, just like Ouija boards are dangerous. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Okay, we've got Vita on the line. Vita, welcome to Luminescence, Common Sense Spirituality. What's your question for Sam? Hi. Yes, I Hello, do. Hello, Vita. Um, I just, hi, I, I just want to clarify that I do believe that spirits are real because I've had, um, you know, some encounters as well as I was with my daughter. So I had like a witness and we were driving and all of a sudden, as I was driving up the street and turn, just about to turn left, we were able to see a spirit sitting in a car. Did that freak you out? And, oh, that's awesome. Well, it, it kind of shocked us, you know, because, you know, you never saw that before, right? It's not something that you see every day. And it was there, and I expected, and I just said to my daughter, don't look at him, don't let him know that we know that he's there because we don't want him to pop in my back seat, you know? <laughs> so, we just, so, no, really, you know? So I said, you know, because he looked kind of lonely, you know, sitting there by himself, right? So, and then, um, 
And then there was another encounter that I had was I was in eMERGE, like emergency hospital, right? And I was sitting there for some time, and I was attacked by a spirit, which means like it was like a, a wind. You know, it was like a very strong wind, and it was like going over my face, and I was sort of like trying to, with my hands, trying to move it away, and then finally went away. So I could imagine what the people who were sitting in emergency must have thought that I was totally, uh, you know, going crazy, right? Or that there was so, a nap something uh, that they couldn't see. I said, or that there was a gnat or something that was really small that they couldn't see. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I felt like really awkward. So after I finished like waving my hands and trying to move move that uh, spirit away from me, you know, I looked around and everybody was just sitting there like, you know, calm or whatever, no response, no nothing. And uh, I did get also that kind of a wind attack um, was where I was living before uh, my neighbor, she passed away. And as I was walking inside of my house, just to able, I was just about to open the gates of my, um, to go into my backyard, and that wind went and started, like, attacking me as well, and I sort of kind of moved it away and everything else, and uh, it, it went. So I kind of knew it was her, right? So what my question is for today is um, I have this kettle that's in my kitchen. And you know those automatic um, kettles where it goes off automatically, right? Okay. My, uh, my uh, I don't have it plugged or anything, and it goes clicks on and off, on and off throughout the day. So I'm just wondering if that... Uh, something that could be either a flaw on that particular kettle or is there something that's activating it? Because I know sometimes spirits, they do use certain things, you know, energy to, you know, grab attention to somebody, right? So I don't know. But it's been going on for uh, over a year now. And uh, I have sometimes people over and they kind of wonder, like, why is there something clicking when it's not plugged, right? <laughs> So, Sandy, what would you say to that? Well, I think you're right to look for a purely mechanical cause first, okay? Um, in, mm-hmm. in most cases, it's, it's a problem with the kettle, okay? Um, but right. the second place you should look is to yourself. Um, contrary to popular opinion, spirits don't throw things, move things, um, cause electrical disturbances on their own. They use the oh. energy of a kinetic medium who lives in the environment. And there are many, many oh. people who are kinetic mediums and don't know that they are. If you are oh. a highly emotional person, you are probably a kinetic medium. Now, guess what? Oh. That also opens its own, uh, you know, issues because kinetic oh. mediums when they get excited by themselves, they affect electronic things. Um, one of the mm-hmm. things, that, for example, way back when, before I met my husband, when I was dating a very mean and nasty person, um, and I got mad when I was uh, doing some exercises outside where there were a whole bunch of lights behind the building, all the lights mm-hmm. in the building chattered all at once. Bam, 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 bam. Okay? I'm a kinetic media. Oh, <laughs> Okay. So kinetic mediums. How do you spell, how do you spell that? Electrical. 
How do you spell that? Well, you can tell it. You can tell it if your tea kettle's going on and off all the time. <laughs> okay, oh, and then yeah. start to ask yourself if when it's going on and off is that when I'm more emotional or less emotional. Now, it's also possible for a spirit that is fondly referred to as a poltergeist, i.e., noisy ghost, to utilize the energy of a kinetic medium who lives in the environment to turn the kettle on and off to let them know they're there. So it becomes Uh, very difficult sometimes to tell whether there's actually a spirit using your energy to notify you of something or whether it's you doing it unconsciously. And you really kind of have to ask yourself, which do you think it is? Would there be a spirit that wants to get attention? Um, If it's all the time and been going on for a year, I don't think it's a spirit. I think it's probably you, your own energy. Uh, one more thing oh, about really? that, you you cannot energetically affect an electronic system that doesn't have an inherent fault in it. So there's something wrong with the kettle anyway. <laughs> okay? Otherwise, you wouldn't okay. be able to turn it on. Isn't that interesting? I know that one yeah. time when I was living up in Oregon, I was really upset about something. And I was sitting at the kitchen table and there was a sliding glass door near me and it literally shattered. It looked like a a gunshot had hit part of it and it just literally shattered. Mm -hmm. And I I called the security uh, police person that we had at the school where I was working at. And because I had a few kids slash my tires and whatnot, they didn't like how I disciplined them as a VP. And so I thought, oh, my gosh, did somebody find out where I lived and whatnot? And he came and he said he could tell from the from the how the glass went. And yes, there was a hole in it, but it wasn't a bullet. And I thought, oh, we are getting really strong in our energy fields. We have to watch this. <laughs> yep. That was an expensive yeah. Can okay. I ask her another question, if I can? Yes, I just make it fast. Why? Why did that spirit um, sort of attack me of all people in that emergency room? Why did it so oh, me? Do you well, know? Her, because yeah, easily. If it, we don't know, well, never. You didn't. I mean, you did not accept the information, so you don't know what that spirit was trying to tell somebody. Okay, you don't know if it belonged to you or somebody else in the crowded emergency room. Okay, but the spirit had something it wanted to communicate, and it was looking for somebody that it could communicate through, and it obviously recognized that you're a person who has the capacity to see the other side or to feel the other side, yeah. you've trained that ability yeah. or not, you've got it. And so the spirit was right. saying, please help me, help me, I want to talk to somebody. That's what that was. Oh, okay, yeah, because, you know, like, you know, in the hospital you have the morgue, right? And I thought that, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, somebody popped up from there. Right? No, no, that more than likely... More than likely, that spirit wanted to give a message to, you know, the, the lady sitting next to you or something like that and thought you would be the oh. easiest way to get that message through. Um, incidentally, when I teach my students, I teach them that you don't have to be available for every spirit who drops in and says, I need to talk to somebody. Uh, that's not your function, okay? So you didn't do anything wrong to send it away, okay? But yeah, but I don't it, think but it, it was... Yeah, this wasn't a haunting, it, was it wasn't there, a dead person who was, yeah. 
But it was very Thank you for calling like in, Vita. It's really appreciated. Sandy, you've got another question. Okay. Are there different types of spirits? Like jokesters, pranksters, and then the good guys or whatever? And I don't want to say that they're bad guys if they're just jokesters or pranksters or tricksters. Well, Are there different kinds of spirits? Of all, yeah. I'm sorry, but I don't know. I think your caller might still be on the line. No, I think Is we're good. A question? Yeah. Okay. I just want to um, know is they, if we have different kinds yeah, of spirits I, types. Yeah, I was I was trying to figure out exactly what your question to me was because um, just like there are different kinds of people, okay, it's important to recognize that who somebody is here is not so very different from who they are there. Most people don't die and suddenly become, you know, angelic entities, okay? I'm not saying it doesn't occasionally happen that somebody suddenly becomes very good just because they died. Most people are exactly the way they are there as they are here, okay? So, you know, you are going to have some people who like to joke around, some spirits, and you're going to have some spirits who take everything really seriously, and um, some spirits who are very, very loving, and some of them who just don't want to give you the time of day. As many different people as there are in our world, that's how many different types of spirits you're going to encounter on the other side. Now, that said, you do also encounter things on the other side. The veil, it's interesting that that. Um, the veil between the worlds separates not just the world of the dead, think of that, it also separates the physical plane, the physical world, from the world where elementals live, from the world where um, aliens that are, are non-physical might live. So there can be different types of entities on the other side, and I'm one of those people who really does believe that there are dark entities um, and thank goodness, as our planet evolves, we're leaving them behind. But I think when we were really, um, you know, immersed in that really deep 3D experience, um, I think there were a lot of dark entities around. So I really think this is why when I teach uh, my, my students how to do mediumship, I teach them all the basics first before I allow them to do mediumship so that they're really well-versed in psychic skills, and I also teach them how to completely and fully protect themselves so that they're never going to be exposed to anything that's negative or hurtful or harmful. I want the uh, experience of communicating with the other side to be joyful um, because it is joyful. I want it to be a reunion, something that brings love and joy to people on the other side and people here. I don't want it to be filled with any kind of fear or negativity because it's not needed. Well, something that's of interest to me, I remember being shocked when I realized that everybody didn't just become good the minute they died, you know, that they could still have whatever. But aren't they, aren't there like different planes or different realms where when we pass away, we go to that energy that matches ours the most closely? I think that's very well put. I, I couldn't improve on that at all, Sharon. I think that's a good way of putting it. You know, vibration follows vibration. Wherever you end up, it has to be a vibrational match. So it really behooves us yeah. to, to raise our vibration while we're here so that we end up in a higher place or a more pleasant place uh, when we no longer have a physical body. Absolutely. You know, um, in the old Tibet, 
they taught people from the time they were born. They taught them how to live a good life and how to die. And not because they, you know, were anticipating death in a negative sense, but because they were helping people to raise their vibration to be in the best possible place when they crossed on the other side. Why don't we do that in our society? Wouldn't that be wonderful? That really would be wonderful. Um, can a person yeah, develop I, I like really can a person develop really good communication with a spirit? I want to give you time to think about that while we go for this very short break. Stay tuned. Just by being here, you've shown that you are an action taker and committed to your own growth and transformation. You believe that within yourself, you have everything you need to fulfill your dreams and overcome your life challenges. But how do you access all that? Sandy Anastasi is a psychic, astrologer, coach, and creator of the Anastasi System of Psychic Development. She has your answers and a special offer for new clients and students. When you sign up for her free newsletter, you'll get a special gift that will help change your life. As thousands of people already have experienced, she will get you there. Go to www.sandyanastasi.com to sign up for Sandy's newsletter now. How many different ways have you attempted to understand yourself or your partner on a deeper level? You have most likely heard of the Myers-Briggs test, looked up your astrological sign, or read the five love languages and utilized something like this, checking in to see if you're compatible with your partner or someone else. This is irresistible, isn't it? Assessments and quizzes have almost become an obsession to see if we can better comprehend our pasts and also predict our futures, especially when it comes to love. The truth is, we all want to understand ourselves and our partners better, but sometimes it's hard to know where to start. Most people don't even think about their name as having any significance beyond what they are called and are unaware of the wealth of information their name holds. But your name is actually an incredibly powerful tool that can be used to understand yourself and others better. Sharon Lynn Wyeth has dedicated her life to studying names. A reading with her will assist you in knowing the other people in your life better by knowing what is important to them and how to connect on a deeper level. Book a reading today with her on www.knowthename.com for your stunning name review. Welcome back to Luminescence, Common Sense Spirituality. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and our special guest today is Sandy Anastasi. Now, you can reach Sandy through her website, which is her name, Sandy, S-A-N-D-Y, and Anastasi is A-N-A-S-T-A-S-I. Again, it's A-N-A-S-T-A-S-I for Stacey, uh, Sandy Anastasi. Um Sandy, what do you, before you answer my question on can a person develop good communication skills with spirits, every month you have specials um, from your website, and I love your VIP program. I think that's one of the best deals out here in the whole world. Would you talk to us about your, what your specials are for this month and also your VIP program? Oh, thank you so much for giving me that opportunity. Sharon, uh, certainly. Uh, first of all, I want your audience to know if they if they enjoy the readings with me. I do a free psychic hour um, every month. The next one is March 27th, and anybody who wants to attend that can. And you need to go to my website to sign up and get your uh, 
your I guess your your code to be able to go to the website. It's all done online. Um, my reading special for the month is something that I haven't really done before. Um, I do have targeted readings on my site, but this isn't one of our normal readings. It's called Finding Your Right Path. And I put that uh, as a special, Sharon, because I've got, it occurred to me I've got so many clients right now with everything that's been going on in our world and there's so much fear and confusion. Um, nobody knows what to believe or what's really happening, not just in the big world out there, but in their own lives. Everything seems to be a mishmash with so many things shifting and changing for everyone. So people are having a little bit of a struggle finding their way through this maze of, um, of craziness, okay? And always remember, in the middle of that maze of crazy, there's also a lot of opportunity. And so my guides and I can help people who are confused to be able to look at all those factors going on in life and be able to find your way, to thread your way through all of these issues to be able to, you know, step out into the sunlight again and live the life that you want. So that's what this reading special is about this month. And anyone who gets that reading special, I have a, another special for them. It's 50% off my psychic protection course that drips out a psychic protection tip to you each week for, I can't remember, six or eight months, but it's for a, for a good portion of the year. So you're learning different psychic protection techniques every single day. And uh, that course is 50% off for anyone who gets that reading special with me. Now, as far as the uh, VIP, my B, the reason Sharon tells everyone that it's the best deal out there is because it's it very, is. very inexpensive. Um, it's only $20 a month uh, to belong or $197 a year, which is even cheaper. And what you get for that are over 300 different classes it's every class that I have taught for the last 40 years that uh, are fully downloadable audio. They're MP3s, and they're divided up into categories, astrology and numerology and tarot and psychic development and magic and, and, and. Now, if you want to download them, you can. If you just want to do them completely online, they're in your own online library. So you could spend the rest of your life studying with me online on audio. And as a, as a bonus, I meet with my VIP members monthly, and we go over where you're at, what your questions are, what's going on in your life that you need help with. And uh, so it's, it's, it's really a tremendous tool. I've got a lot of people studying with me online right now on that VIP all over the world. And they're, I, what I love about it, Sharon, is that I'm able to reach so many people and they, I'm seeing the growth and the evolution, and the, it's, it's lovely when I get to see those light bulbs turning on and people really are learning the things that they really want to learn, and they're learning them in their own home at their own speed. It, it's fabulous. It really is. It's, it's a great tool. So thanks for letting me talk about it. Well, I happen to think that's the best deal in the market um, because of all the programs that you have there and how well they're done. So I really appreciate that. Um, okay, so can a person develop good communication skills with spirits? Oh, absolutely. Remember I said this, the spirit world is right there. It's, uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, what physicists know at this point is that there's more empty space in us than there is actual molecular structure of your body. 
So the spirit world isn't up, you know, it's not above us or next to us. It's right there with us, <laughs> okay? We don't have to go anywhere to find it. It's another dimension, but that dimension exists right here with us. So as we evolve and as we raise our own vibration, we automatically become more aware of that unseen world around us. So what I'm really saying, Sharon, is that automatically all of your listeners, even if they do absolutely nothing, are gradually going to become more aware of the world of spirit, and they're going to start getting more information from spirits, from their guides, from their higher self, because that, uh, we're, we're, as we evolve, we're becoming more, our, our energy is becoming less dense. We're more able to reach through that veil and make those connections to all these beings that exist here in their own world, but so close to us we can almost reach out and touch, okay? So that's just natural. But if you want to develop the ability, absolutely. That's what my psychic development class does. I take people from the person who's a total beginner who knows nothing, and I teach them through a period over six classes. So when they're, when they're completing the classes, they're able to communicate as a medium. They're able to be clear on who they're getting, who they're connecting with, how to do it, utilizing all their psychic skills to make those connections. And here's what's important, too. It's not enough to be able to communicate. You have to be able to turn the communication on and off your own. Because someone who's not able to turn that other world off becomes autistic or they go insane or they end up in a mental institution because they can't uh, tell the difference between whether they're talking to Sharon or talking to the person who died yesterday. You have to be able to turn it on and off. You've got to be able to discern who you're talking to, where the information is coming from. You have to be able to know if it's a good spirit you want to talk to or a bad one you want to send away. There's a whole lot to it. So if you, I'm going to suggest to all of your listeners that if they are having these experiences where the spirit world is coming close to them, it's a good idea for them to get training. If not with me on my website, with somebody else that they know that they can trust who, who is very grounded and knows how to help them to build up their protection and their skill at the same time. Sandy, when you were talking about that other spirits are right here with us, would that kind of be like a fan that when it's not moving, the fan is off, that it's kind of like 3D and we can see it, but as we turn it on higher and higher, then the blades start disappearing, and yet the fan didn't go anywhere? Would that be the same thing, that their vibration is different enough that we don't see them, even though they're right here, just like the fan is right here? Yes, absolutely. I think that's a good analogy. And I remember, I'm a star, I'm a Trekkie. I remember an old Star Trek. Do you remember the original Star Trek? Um, oh, where somehow when they went down to the planet, they, they went through a force field that altered their vibration, and they were, like, moving as fast as, as mosquitoes or hummingbirds, and, and when they went back up to the ship, no, they were there, and they could see everybody on the ship, but nobody on the ship could see them. I don't, I don't know if you were a Trekkie or if you remember that episode, but boy, does that give you a good concept of the spirit world. You know, I loved the Star Trek series, all of them, you know, all the way through, okay. and also the Star Wars one. I look at them more as documentaries than actually movies. Um, why is alcohol referred to as spirits? 
Well, one thing I think, understand that when the mind moves into a alpha state, i.e. the brain wave changes, it, it becomes very calm and relaxed. If you looked at it like a sine wave, it looks like this nice gentle flow on a, on a graph. When we're in that space, which people can reach in meditation or when you're just coming out of sleep in the morning, um, you'll be in that space and it's in that alpha state that you're most likely to be able to see spirits or have any of your other psychic senses communicate with you, Um, see auras and things like that. Well, alcohol is a depressant, and heavy use of alcohol is basically going to turn you off. It's going to depress everything and put you to sleep. But if you only have a little bit of it, that depression is going to put your mind into that alpha state. And so, you know, people who have a drink or two are more likely to easily be seeing a dead person walking around than somebody who hasn't consumed any alcohol. Now, that said, I would caution your listeners to try to use alcohol alcohol as a benefit to help them to see spirits or communicate with spirits because alcohol also has a way of uh, creating holes in your energy field where a spirit could get in where it doesn't belong, and it also drops your ability for natural defense. So um, a lot of times you're going to find spirits hanging out around bars um, where people consume a whole lot of alcohol because alcoholics, somebody who's consuming a lot of alcohol, develop holes in their aura, which the auric energy can bleed through, and a spirit who is not a nice spirit can literally suck up to the alcoholic and, and really get a nice uh, nice energy charge. So I think those are two big reasons why alcohol might be called spirits, not just because they raise your spirits and make you have fun. No. <laughs> that That's a good way, though, at the end, to raise the spirits. I never thought about that with the, with the word why they call it spirits. So, again, if you would like a reading with Sandy, it's go to her website. It's sandyanastasi.com. Um, and, again, her Sandy is spelt the normal way, and Anastasi is A-N-A-S-T-A-S-I. Sandy, what would you like to say, final words on spirits, that you wish everybody knew about spirits? Well, one of the things that bothers me, actually, is that because of, you know, because people in our world love drama and and love that adrenaline surge they get when a spirit jumps out from behind a, a, you know, closed door, um, we have so many movies and books and everything else that are in our entertainment world that connect spirits with fear, you see? And I would love for people to get past that and instead recognize the absolute joy that you can experience when you reconnect with somebody that you loved and cared for, that's on the other side. When you can realize that, no, they're not dead. They haven't, they haven't forgotten me. They haven't gone to a place I'll never see them again. They're, as uh, as uh, your caller said, or actually you said earlier, um, they're just around the corner. They're just in the next room. And if you listen, you can still hear me. That, those excellent words. Sandy, the time always goes so fast when you're on the show with me, and I so appreciate you coming. 
And Thank I would you so invite much for having me. This is fun. <laughs> oh, always, and we'll do it again in two months. And in two months, when Sandy comes back on, we're going to have an extra show with her where you get to call in and ask your psychic questions or personal questions where you would like to see how she uses her psychic gifts right there on air with us, which I'm really excited about when that one's coming up in in about two months. So, Sandy, thank you. And next week, our guest is J.J. Dewey, and we're going to be talking about A Course in Miracles and why A Course in Miracles gains so much traction and how does it compare with other available teachings and what's the basic message? And how do they, how does A Course in Miracle define God and the Son of God? And what's heaven and what's not? And how is oneness defined? So that's next week that's coming up. And then I would like to mention also that this is a very important time to get clarity. And I know Sandy kind of mentioned that um, in her answers. But a lot of people right now are calling just to get clarity on what their path is. Are they doing the appropriate thing for this time in our very changing world? I know I realize that in my own readings, and I'm sure this is true for Sandy also, that a lot of people are calling just because they want to hear something that's positive and good news instead of all the negative that we're bombarded with all the time. And there's very positive things happening in our world, even though. I don't feel like they're being shared as often as the negative. And as we remain positive in our thinking and positive in our actions and kindness that is so important right now with one another, I think that raises everybody's vibration and makes our world a better place. As always, we end with the song Shine by Dee L'Amour. And Dee L'Amour is spelled D-L-E-M-O-R dot com. And Shine is a wonderful, uplifting uh, music. I love her tone as she's singing and also the words. So I invite you to enjoy uh, the music Shine. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. This is Sharon Lynn Wyatt signing off.
And all that she 